For a mature warrior who's killing somebody, it's just not that big a deal. Mothers are worried about their children getting home from school without being killed by a cop. We've been vilified. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I think you'd want to feel good about it. The satisfaction of hitting the target under the stress of combat to do what you're trained to do. Stop treating us like animals and bugs. And start treating us with some respect. Well, did anybody see that girl in the sunset? They took her by the hand and put her face into the concrete. I stood there and I watched it. It's just not that big a deal. Today, you took your daughter to get her nails done. Had a little fun at the arcade and went to lunch. Her birthday was yesterday, but the celebration will be tomorrow. You and your family, including your other two daughters, ages one and two, and your 13-year-old stepson you love as though he were your own, plan to go to the skating rink. But that's tomorrow. Tonight, you decide to go out. You have a little fun, a few drinks, and then you find yourself hungry for a Dave's Double, so you go to Wendy's to find a long Friday night line. You're behind the wheel, and you start to drift. Maybe you had more to drink than you realized, or maybe you were just tired. Three weeks earlier, the police had killed a man after kneeling on his neck for nine minutes for passing off a fake $20 bill at a grocery store. Since then, you've seen daily protests met with the most egregious police violence one can imagine. Tear gassing of entire cities, cops kettling and beating people with sticks, shooting supposedly less than lethal munitions at the faces of citizens, flashbangs to the chest, and rolling over crowds in their police cruisers. So when you awake to an officer beating on your window, you shiver a bit. You were likely a little disoriented, and now on top of that, you were scared. But maybe you don't admit it to yourself. You shove it down, but whatever happens, you for sure cannot let him see it. He seems nice enough, though. He asks you to move your car, and you do. You park, take a deep breath, and thank your lucky stars. You think you're in the clear. You can call a friend to pick you up because maybe you shouldn't have been driving after all. Everyone makes mistakes now and then, and this is fine. But then, another knock on your window. It's the same officer, and he seems concerned. You think he's being honest when he asks if you're okay, but then, instead of leaving you alone, instead of letting you call your people and get back to the house, he starts asking about how much you've had to drink. He calls for backup. How much? You get how that much terrible feeling in your stomach, a feeling you've had every single time you've seen those flashing blue lights since you were stopped and frisked as a teenager and realized those lights were not associated with a friend, but rather a deep and primal fear. Your daughter's disappointed face flashes in your mind. You have a job, a home, a family. Your siblings look up to you. And now, despite his car proudly proclaiming to protect and serve, this officer is doing his actual job to harass and intimidate. Maybe a developer is trying to gentrify this area, and if he gets you charged and in the jail, that's one less local to buy off or force out. Maybe he's just had a bad day. You don't really know. What you do know is 
your daughter's birthday is tomorrow. And in this moment, you want nothing else than for this to be over so you can go home, so you can get some rest and be ready for the morning. So you cooperate. You do their little tests. You walk in a straight line, follow their fingers, and say the alphabet backwards, a thing most people can't do when they're sober. But this other officer has shown up now, and he isn't pretending to be nice. He grabs your arms and pulls your hand behind your back. And this can't fucking happen, you think. This cannot be real. Why couldn't they just leave you alone? You've seen the things they do, and you are not going to let him do those things to you. So you fight back. You pull both cops to the ground and take both of them on, and hey, you're actually doing a pretty good job. Now they are screaming at you. You're going to get tased, and you think, fuck that. You're going to get tased. So you start going for it. You know better than to grab for the gun. You know there'd be no way to survive if you did that. You were finally able to grab it, but you don't use it. Instead, you run. As you're running, adrenaline pumping through you, you clumsily attempt to twist and shoot the taser over your shoulder. You know there is no way you will hit the officer, but maybe he will back off. After all, he has your name. He knows where you live. For just a moment, you think about stopping. This has gone too far, you think. Now you have extra charges, extra money to pay, extra time away from your children. But you don't get that chance. You've been shot three times in the Wendy's parking lot, and now it's over. But nothing is okay. Tomorrow, they will wait till after the celebration to tell your daughter you were dead. They just couldn't bear it before then. Your family receives little consolation when the officer, Garrett Rolfe, is fired immediately. The city has seen police stations burn by now, so they know better than to let it slide as they normally would. But surprisingly, they also arrest him. They file 10 charges against him, including felony murder. Your family knows that there weren't millions of people in the streets, this would never happen. They know it's performative justice, but they do not care. At least the man who killed their father, brother, and friend was behind bars. Unsurprisingly, though, they grant the officer bail. If it were anyone but the most protected class in the country, this would not happen. You would rot behind those bars, guilty or innocent, until you were acquitted or sent away for life, and maybe off to the needle or the electric chair. Eleven months pass. You were in the ground. Your family has and is still mourning. Your daughter is about to be nine. But the man that killed you is just fine. In fact, yesterday, he officially became an officer again, back in the line of duty, awaiting his murder trial. Your name was Richard Brooks, and you were a victim of institutional racism and the fragile ego of a frightened child behind a badge. Garrett Rolfe's life should be unlivable. He should be harassed everywhere he goes. But since the only functional union in this country is the police unions, he is not. He will be acquitted. He will be promoted. He will be apologized to and for. We have to change something, guys. We have to. This has been the ACAB cast. We'll see you next time.